Welcome to episode four of the Mostly Skateboarding podcast. Today's story comes from Tobin Yelland, a photographer and videographer who made the first stereo video, anti-heroes fucktards, and shot a lot of awesome photos, including the iconic portrait of Andy Roy holding a gun. I drove out to New York with um, Julian Stranger, Rick Ibiseta, and Kiowa Broek. Kiowa Broek was like our, um, my roommate. And she was this girl that was from like Marin. And so we all drove out to New York, we took our time, we went like through the South and it was awesome and kind of long, like, you know, long road trips are. And we got out to New York and I think I was doing a photo show at the Legend Gallery. I had a group show, it was like one of my first shows and we went there and we were just doing this and taking skate photos. And while in New York, uh, Julian and Rick decided not to come back with us. They were like, ah, I'm going to take an airplane back or I'm going to just stay in New York longer. And I was like, fuck, that's that's a long drive with just two people and <laughs> just like switching back and forth. So uh, Thomas Campbell was in New York and he needed to go back to California. He he was going to fly, but he's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to drive with you guys. Uh, and we're very thankful because more people, the better to, to split up the driving. And he's like, oh, I have an idea. Let's go through, I think it was Nebraska, because he, Kevin Wilkins. And so we went through there, and we just hung out with him for, like, a night. And then he's like, oh, I know this kid, Ethan Fowler, that's in Iowa City. So let's let's go through Iowa City, and let's, maybe we can spend the night there, too. And we get to his house, and we meet his parents, and we spend the night there. And we go out skating, and we shoot a bunch of skate photos, because we're, me and Thomas are all figuring out, like, what, um, you know, pro spotlight to do or what, what article we can, you know, put together to, you know, sell to the magazine because that's our job. So we're, we're like, all right, we're going to shoot a bunch of photos of Ethan over the next two days. So we shoot lots of photos. And then we were, like, hanging out at Taco Bell after. He's, like, telling us, like, how kind of um, bummed out he is that he's, like, he's 16 and his parents or his mom uh, and his stepfather moved to, Iowa City, and there's no real skateboard industry there. And like, I think before this, he had lived in uh, Canoga Park or somewhere in LA, and he had been in, you know, around skating all the time. And he he rode for a towing machine at the time, so uh, he was kind of bummed that he wasn't in skateboarding anymore. And he was gonna, and we kind of all knew that, you know, if he just stayed in the small, you know, Iowa City or, you know, like a town where he wouldn't get much coverage in magazines, you know, and it wouldn't be kind of a you know, involved in the company rides for so much that he probably would fade out of skating definitely quicker than someone that's like being able to be involved and be around team you ride for and whatever. And then Thomas told me that like he had gotten in trouble once before with Ethan's mom by suggesting that Ethan just like run away from home, go live on his own and just be a skateboarder at like, I think he was 15 something at the time uh ethan's mom called thomas out and was like hey what are you doing telling my son to just go live on his own and be a skateboarder you know that's whatever that's bullshit don't you know don't get don't do that and whatever and and so but i i having just met ethan was was like we're sitting in the taco bell and he was telling me how how he didn't like iowa city and how he's just like i wish i was in california skating I haven't just met him, just said, well, you can come with us if you want to. Uh, we're we're going to leave tomorrow, and we're going to go to San Francisco. And he's like, he's just thinking about it, and Thomas is getting really nervous because 
he already knows Ethan's mom and he's like, oh shit, like I'm going to get in trouble. And like, uh, okay. Um, and so Ethan just calmly plans out that he is going to come with us, but he basically just, just packs a backpack and he doesn't really take any of his like prized possessions, like his records or anything else. He packs really light. He packed really light. I think so. He wouldn't be like his parents wouldn't notice that he was out, that he was, that he was like gone or something. So I think we left in the morning and I think his, his mom thought that he was out skating all day. I'm I like, and we just went to San Francisco and um, I think it was some feeling I had that like, I mean, he was, Ethan was super, super mature kid. He was kind of like just way more mature than like the normal, like 16 year old kid and super talented skateboarder, like beyond like, really, really talented, and he still is. So we get to San Francisco, and by now it's starting to set in that, like, oh, shit, well, this is, this could be, I could get in a lot of trouble, actually, for, uh, for inviting this kid that I just met to come to San Francisco. So, uh, it's kind of nervous, and, um, he ends up calling his mom the next day, and just kind of calmly explaining to her, and I was, like, right in the same room that he wanted to skate, and he wasn't, he wasn't going to be able to, to really, you know, push skateboarding and living in Iowa City, and he was moving to San Francisco, and that's, that's what was happening. And she's like, you know, I could have your friends arrested. You know, okay. And he's like, Mom, you're not going to do that. It's going to be okay. I'm moving to San Francisco. And, and then that was it. And then he stayed with me for two months. And while he stayed with me, he met Jason, or he probably knew Jason Lee already and Chris Pastorus, but we were kind of starting to film the stereo video or maybe we were like close to the ending. I was close to the end and we had like a week left to film and he got along really good Chris and Jason and he, they asked him to uh, write for stereo and he said yes. And, uh, basically quit toy machine and we had like a week to film this part. So he just went out filming every day and filmed this part. The first day we went out, he was just going crazy. And I think I think it was probably like he was just used to skating by himself in Iowa City, where there wasn't much to skate, and he was just really just itching to get out and like, uh, you know, really like skate. And when he got to San Francisco, he was just so excited. He was doing all kinds of crazy shit, and he would just like skate all day. And like, there's probably a little bit of like, you know, now is my chance. Like if I don't, if I blow this, then you know that's it. So it's kind of do or die. So he. He probably had an extra, you know, bunch of, like, energy for just making it, you know. It was really, really awesome. It was just amazing, so. And then that was done. The video was done. It came out. That was uh, Stereo and Visual Sounds. It was the first Stereo video. Uh, that was pretty exciting. That was, that was kind of one of my probably favorite skate stories. Big thanks to Tobin Yellen for being so generous with his time and his stories. I just saw the movie Wild on Christmas, so I wanted to recommend that movie and another movie about a woman walking a really long distance by herself. The movie is called Tracks, and it tells the true story of Robin Davidson, who walks 1,700 miles across the Australian desert with her dog and four camels. I also wanted to recommend Streaming the Cube, a 24-7 streaming radio station that plays nothing but skate video music and related audio. Find it at streamingthecube.com. Check MostlySkateboarding.com for links to everything I recommended, plus an Ethan Fowler interview in Slap from the time of this story. 
Be sure to follow Mostly Skateboarding on Twitter, Tumblr, and the blog for daily skate radness.